0: afternoon codo listeners this is matt hoish from the codo news team and it is around 12 p.m on a thursday which for you frequent listeners know that it means it's time for our coronavirus weekly update we are joined in studio by a familiar voice dr sharon grundy county medical officer and a physician at the telluride regional medical center dr grundy always a pleasure
1: hi thanks for having me
0: and um, we are hoping to get a lovely person to do some spanish interpretation coming in just a bit Um, But schedules are tough at this mountain town So hopefully we will be joined soon Um, But um, Para para las personas um, Quien uh, Necesita Español, lo siento, una persona um, Va aquí En unos momentos um, Esperamos So we will go from there Um, For starters, Dr. Grandi, as always Just any updates in general that you would like To share at the top of our update
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, up in in San Miguel County, there's still ongoing community spread. Uh, We have had a few cases of the Delta variant, and we've had a few breakthrough cases of vaccinated people. Um, And regionally in our hospitals, uh, you know, this is a very busy time in the state of Colorado, so we have a lot of visitors in the state, which impacts our hospital system. So we we keep teeter-tottering regionally on kind of, Reaching capacity and then kind of backing down. And uh, the the majority of that uh, congestion in a hospital is not actually due to the COVID-19, although they do have rising cases. So if we look across the state, uh, there has been a uptick since kind of the end of July in hospitalization rates uh, across the state. Um, so that's that's not a, that's not fabulous news, right? Um, Good news is about 63% of the population is estimated to be immune to COVID-19. And so that's kind of a mixture of both vaccinated and possibly people who'd had a significant infection with it um, that caused immunity. So that's what the public health um, state public health data came out uh, this week with Uh, that. And it is very factual nail that that delta variant is significantly more contagious Mm -hmm. so this is what's kind of starting to make um us in the healthcare world being a little bit more cautious uh is watching this variant that has nailed the majority of infections uh in the u.s um is way more contagious way easier to get
0: what do you mean when you say significantly more contagious
1: uh, I'm not going to put it to a number, but um, it's. I think it's there. There was kind of a, I wouldn't say kind of double, but like that alpha variant, the the initial variant. Uh, you know, you what we were kind of experiencing is like, oh, you know, if the fa- if someone in a family got this, um, got COVID-19, you'd see, and it's a family of five people. Maybe two people got it uh, in the family. Uh, now you're kind of seeing all five get it. Um so that's where we just want to be a little bit more cautious and prepared um especially if we live with someone who's older or immunocompromised. So like my I live with my mother. She's here all summer. She's 79 years old. She's immunized, I'm immunized, uh but I'm going to be a little cautious about what I'm going out and doing so that I don't have a breakthrough case and get her sick. Mm-hmm. Um and, and we're starting to see the other shift that's kind of made our kind of um, antennas go up is we're starting to see um, areas of high vaccination rates in the state of Colorado start to see more increased rates of COVID-19. So that's a bummer. So it's either kind of that percentage that hasn't gotten vaccinated or is not immune is getting the Delta variant, or we're also kind of seeing va- breakthrough cases. Um, what other questions do you have
0: (laughs) are you done with your your, you had a long list of updates so i I did i'm gonna kind of just look
1: through them but you hit me with a question how about
0: um well i guess i am curious you know you're mentioning these breakthrough cases with the vaccines and i know right now we're just trying to grapple with the delta variant which we've just been hearing a lot about for the last few weeks so at this point what do we know about how effective the vaccines we have are against the delta variant and Like I've been feeling pretty darn safe with my vaccine. Mm -hmm. How safe should I be feeling right now?
1: So none of the vaccines are 100%. So of the three that are available in the United States, um, they still are highly effective. It's still considered. And I highly personally recommend that is, this is our best defense upon us of, of like controlling this pandemic and protecting ourselves and you know saving kind of our community in the hospital system, right? So it is our best defense. But no, none of them are 100%. They're still pretty darn good when it comes to vaccines. So um, the data I was kind of just looking at was that, you know the Johnson and Johnson all along has been about 64% effective of kind of preventing you from getting a symptomatic infection and about 84% against severe illness. And that's what we're really focused on is that severe illness or death rate or hospitalization rate. And it's it stayed pretty steady through it. So it looks like it has pretty good coverage uh, amongst these kind of different variants. Um, and then the two uh, messenger RNA vaccines, um, they are—they were up at kind of this, ni- uh, the projected number was about 95%, like preventing symptomatic infections and very good, um, uh, stopping you from being hospitalized or having a severe infection. It's coming down a little bit as we're kind of seeing this Delta variant be um, the predominant agent. And one I saw Pfizer was about 84% um, effective of not getting symptomatic. And kind of uh, Moderna was somewhere in the 90s, Um, but Moderna hasn't actually published a, a lot of data on that quite yet. So it really is, Do we know? Like we're trying to get data in. Israel's got some data, Great Britain, and then the US. So just these companies are tracking this. It's kind of a new ball game though, in this last um, two months because of the predominant Delta variant. So we're gonna be watching that. All three companies are also watching that along with the FDA trying to predict, do we need a booster? And when we talk about boosters of vaccines, there's two ways we'd look at it. One is, do we need a booster that has a different um, makeup in it that go that is a better effect against a different variant of this virus, or do we need a booster because our, our own immune system's starting to wane? It seems, it appears like right now, our immune system at six months is still pretty darn good. Um, it seems like it's more this variant is what's kind of causing the issue. Uh, and so that's yet to be determined. I get a call probably once a day or an email, like when, when am I supposed to get my booster? And that hasn't been released yet. So hold tight. Um, I think that's, that's probably coming down the pipelines, mm-hmm. but it, it won't be for, I think a while. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: No, it does. Okay. Um, also we will throw out there listeners. If you have a question for Dr. Grundy gives a call 970-728-4333. Um, and the big thing, though, with vaccines, it's always been in my mind, so I just want to clarify if we're still there, is that even if you get COVID with a vaccine, you're probably not going to get the really bad COVID that we've been frightened about. Yep. So is, is that still the case that you maybe are more likely to get symptomatic COVID with the Delta variant? But are you still protected from, you know, like hospitalization and death significantly? The, the,
1: the, there's a significant impact on that rate of severe illness. So it, it, again, is our best protection out there is to get the vaccine. And those numbers are staying very high in the upper 80 percentile of like you won't get hospitalized. Of course, who who needs to be extra cautious as we all age, our immune system is not as robust as it as it was in our twenties, thirties or forties. So we do need to be careful about just um, like for my mom, who's 79, double vaccinated with Pfizer. I'm still kind of like, gosh, mom, I wouldn't want you to be, you know, at a social gathering indoors for a prolonged period of time with people who I don't know if they're vaccinated or not. So I'm steering her against that. yeah. So th- those are kind of the, or, hey, I, I'm on immunosuppressant drugs, um, or I've had a transplant, uh, I'm going through chemotherapy. I'm going to, my patients who are going through that, I really want them to start being careful um, about uh, kind of their, their choices, right?
0: Yeah. We're getting out a caller, and so we're going to bring them up and to see what their question is. Hey, Hello, you're live on Koto. What's your question?
2: Well, hey, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to be live on Koto. This is Bill Matson, and uh, how are you doing, Sharon?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: Hey, pretty good. You know, I've been a little bit puzzled by the uh, all sorts of different information that's out there regarding COVID. And uh, and then again, uh, a lot of the information that uh, is censored uh, concerning COVID. But I think my first couple of questions for you are, uh, maybe you could weigh in on how you think, or what kind of a role that uh, hydroxychloroquine and uh, ivermectin and uh last but not least good old vitamin D might play in uh in this spectacle.
1: Mm-hmm. So um You know, none of, you know, the vitamin D question, I haven't seen anything that's significantly like, hey, we should all make sure we have a a vitamin D, serum vitamin D level of this or that, and that's going to stop us from getting severe disease or the infection. So I think there's some anecdotal stuff out there, as it has been all along with vitamin D when it comes to bone health, immunity, you name it, I'm always a believer, like, We should have a good level of vitamin D around. It's a healthy thing to have. So, a little bit of sun or taking a supplement, especially up here, taking a supplement of vitamin D, I don't think is a bad choice. Vitamin D is a tricky one, though, because it's a fat soluble vitamin. You can get toxic on too much of it. So, we just have to be careful with that. The other two entities that you're talking about, you know, there are, um, again, data still keeps emerging about certain therapies that we can use if we get COVID-19 to help um, stop ourselves from having kind of a catastrophic event Um, and so hydrochloroquine again the data I've been seeing it it does not appear to be helpful. I have a lot of people on hydrochloroquine. I use it a lot. I take care of a lot of people with autoimmune illnesses. I'm very, very familiar with the drug. Again, I have not seen significant data that can show it's gonna prevent or stop severe illness. And especially in my patients who are on other medications or who are older, there are some cardiac risk factors to that medication. So we just wanna be cautious about jumping into something and again all this is new to us so we we continue to move through this with data the ivermectin is being used kind of in different parts of the world Um, the cdc and the fda have not made a full recommendation regarding it so i think we're still seeing kind of data come out uh, around this medication there are other medications also being looked at which are kind of antiviral and of course we still have right now antibody therapy so um That has been ongoing since about kind of four or five months into it. And so if you reach certain um, symptoms, then you do kind of qualify for receiving that, which is also a helpful um, treatment strategy. So we as providers regionally kind of continue to try try to stay up to date on what is an appropriate therapy.
0: And sir, I know you said you had a couple questions, but Mm -hmm. we're we're on a time constraint. So I'll give you one more question though. I know you had a couple, but if you can pick one more and then we'll have to, to move on.
2: Oh, are you talking to me?
0: Yeah, or was that all your questions?
2: Uh, okay, yeah, It would. no, that would be great. Yeah, um, well, that's, that's good to hear that uh, it sounds like the jury's still out on that. Like I said, there's a lot of different opinions out there. The other question I had was um, I keep hearing that the coronavirus has yet to be, uh, how do I say this, isolated slash identified.
1: Can you weigh in on that as well?
0: Thank you very much for your questions.
1: So I think it's pretty much identified. We have the whole genetic code to <laughs> the alpha one and then uh, re- the Delta one. I mean, it's getting identified, isolated, and like we have we have the whole genetic code to it. Uh, and we continue to kind of look at that as we see different outbreaks around the world. Uh, they isolate where we're seeing abnormalities happen, especially in vaccinated crowds or a resurgent in an area that's had um diffuse community uptake and then go back in and say is this a variant or not so the data i keep looking out of the acip i mean there's lists of kind of from around the world (laughs) scientists dropping off kind of which variant they're kind of following and which ones are of concern so it's it's there uh and it's 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 nature
0: It's nature, um, <laughs> listeners. If you have any questions for Dr. Sharon Grundy, you can give us a call nine seven zero seven two eight four three three three. Gonna lay our cards bare that right now we're we're actually both wearing masks in the studio. Mm-hmm. Came in came in masked, and I guess it's that time of the year again. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I do I do just want to ask. I mean, for you, Dr. Grundy. I mean, how are you thinking right now about masking, distancing, all these things that we've kind of I feel like thrown a bit to the wayside over the summer? At this point, how are you thinking about it, and how? how should we be thinking about it? Cause I feel like we're again in this weird mm-hmm. in-between spot. Mm-hmm.
1: So we, we are in the, in between. Um, so, you know, I think we're very fortunate up here that we've had a very, a very engaged community. Um, and we, we've had some very mindful businesses, et cetera, being, being good leaders here. And so, as we start to see this occur throughout the nation, we are gonna start to see this kind of come up here more. And it really is, I think certain populations who are like, oh, this hasn't happened to us yet. It's gonna happen. Like it's, this is an unrelenting virus. I mean, I I thought, you know, when I got my vaccine and we started to see these rates plummet, I'm like, oh, this is it, it's gonna be over. (laughs) (laughs) but I I don't, this is going to continue to smolder and surge and kind of morph. And a lot of it has to do with actually the world, right? This isn't just San Miguel County. This isn't the U S this is a world event. So if we don't have good immunity worldwide, uh, we're going to continue to see this tricky little virus mutate and do funny things to kind of continue to multiply. So that's one of it. But so up here, what do I do? So I have an, an elder living with me. I have a 12 year old living with me. My 12 year old is fully vaccinated. He's about a month and a half out. We have been participating in things. I haven't been wearing masks. I went back to yoga. Finally, I've been in a yoga class (laughs) at the med center. We all wear a mask. We have a mask policy. We have a vaccine policy because we take care of vulnerable people and we also have really limited staff so we're in the same boat as just about everybody else in this community that has a business we cannot find people to work for us and we are really struggling so if i'm out for 10 days i'm vaccinated now so i don't have to quarantine but if i'm out for 10 days because i'm symptomatic Mm -hmm. man that really puts a lot of stress on our staff and our community we don't have a lot of extra staff working so we're all kind of starting if we're in a group meeting now Even if we're all vaccinated, we've been wearing masks at work. So I, however, still need to, I still need community. So I would like to socialize. I will be going out to dinner tonight uh, and I'm going to be a little cautious, but I'm not going to have a mask on at the restaurant that I'm at. I'm going to try to see if they have an outdoor seat, but we'll go from there. Um, But I think as the weeks go on and the months go on, I'm going to probably start to reel it back in, especially as winter comes. So there's kind of twofold to that. I want to protect myself and my family. I'd prefer not to get this virus. I want to protect the people I work with. So we were kind of taking it seriously because I, we can't lose staff for 10 days. Mm. Um, but I really want to enjoy, I, I've been to so a couple of community events here, some of them happy, some of them sad, but like just being around my people has been so therapeutic and I really don't want to give that up. So I really encourage all of us to be smart about our decisions. Be thinking about not just yourself, but your family and your community. I want my kid to be in school all year. Um, I want businesses to stay open. I want to have a ski year. And if I think we're careful about what we do and make smart choices, we can do all this.
0: Well, can, can you get more specific? Just, I guess what does being smart about all this look like? So
1: I'm, I'm sitting here with you, and I cho- I'm i having a mask on, and you've popped a mask on, too. We're both, I think we're both vaccinated, uh, but we're in we a are. small space, and I just, I'm like, eh, I don't know what's going on right now. I got my hair cut yesterday, did the same thing. We both wore a mask. I just, I'm wearing a mask. Zipping through the grocery store where I'm not going to be sitting with somebody for kind of 15, 30 minutes I'm not wearing a mask right yet Um, if I so I'm kind of just judging how quickly in and out I'm getting and how quickly I walk by people Um, I'm going to ask people if they come over to my house for dinner and we have a a little dinner party like hey is anybody symptomatic and are you vaccinated if I have a book club I'm going to do the same thing and still right now what we can your safest choice is to be outdoors so if I'm outdoors at a barbecue going to let it be again if i have a bunch of kids over who are younger than 12 and not vaccinated we're going to try to do that outside so we just we have to be um making smart choices and it's all the stuff we've been doing i don't think we have to be as strict as we were in november um or in may when we kind of have these huge surges um but i I think we should all be thinking about like hey what what should i do to kind of um, be a little bit more careful yeah if you went to Palooza, please wear a mask for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> the pictures from there like,
0: <laughs> singling out
1: <Sorry>. um, <laughs> and anyone
0: who is you know who's listening to your bio we mentioned at the top knows you're not just a a, a doctor but a, a county medical official as well and so you do have a bit of a say I think in in some of the the legislation going on at higher levels of government so at least from your perspective right now I mean what are things looking like as to whether or not there would be increased public health restrictions as opposed to just guidance and people know best if you give them the proper information. Where are you right now mm-hmm. on whether or not to ratchet up any legal restrictions?
1: I think I think it would take a lot to go back to full-blown legal restrictions. So I think if um, you're in, you know, I, I am from Florida and it's I'm from Tampa, Florida. And right now it's kind of a mess down there. Uh, I think Florida was reporting 11,515 people are hospitalized as of today from uh, coronavirus, that's, that's a significant group of people. So I don't think Colorado is gonna head that way because we do have kind of a higher immunity going on, but there's still these pockets. So um, will we end up with kind of full, like have to isolate at home? I mean, we have to be prepared for anything because a different virus can come along, you know, things happen, but like for right now, I think there is no kind of political will to put down strict restrictions Uh, but if we're all sensible it doesn't have to come to that so again it's making smart choices and um, being aware of hey if i've got symptoms i'm going to stay at home i'm going to get tested i'm going to be smart about what i do
0: yeah um and as you're rolling as a doctor right now, I'm just curious, have you seen any changes just in people getting vaccinated right now? I know we've kind of had, you know, different amounts at different times. You know, as, as you're talking to maybe patients of yours who have not gotten the vaccine over the last few weeks, I mean, have people just been more, you know, now I, I held off and now I'm curious, or are people still like, you know what, I'm, I'm still not really that interested in it. Where, where does that stand from your perspective?
1: Um, I think there still remains this kind of, um, you know, about 20% of people it seems like kind of in our county 20 to 30 are very hesitant and I I think they've probably got enough information to make they've made their decision I'm always open to like a good discussion uh, without any shaming or anything I think we all need to be vulnerable and heard so I'm always open to kind of chat about it but it's um, the more we can kind of impress upon people this is the way you can prevent someone else from getting sick and yourself getting sick. An interesting number, I asked Grace to text it to me, the 12 to 17-year-old crowd, like how many of our population that we know of in the county have been vaccinated? It's 328 are fully vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine and that's out of what we think is about 614 total. So that age group, 53% are fully vaccinated and that's pretty awesome. And to throw it in here, a little plug for next week, uh, the county mustered enough staff (laughs) because this has been hard for us to continue to keep going on with testing vaccine it's it's just it's a lot Um, but we're here and so we are having another Pfizer vaccine really trying to focus on that population that's going to be going back to school that is approved to get vaccinated so we will have a Pfizer vaccine next week you can go to the San Miguel County Public website to kind of get signed up and we are uh, again trying to push forward uh, getting that and then we'll have a follow-up the Pfizer vaccine you get a second shot uh, three weeks later. So we are providing um, a Pfizer vaccine clinic next week. I think it's July 2 or what am I saying July August 12th. <laughs> going backwards um so please um we we were doing that to kind of help uh parents so that um currently you can still go walgreens you know city market you can continue to head to these larger pharmacies cortez hospital has been awesome um to get vaccinated uh especially with the pfizer that's the only one approved from down to age 12 um so we're trying to though help families out that might have some barriers to travel
0: yeah listeners if you are just tuning in this is our coronavirus update we are joined by dr sharon grundy a physician at the med center as well as county medical officer if you have a question for dr grundy about covid give us a call 970-728-4333 we have just a few minutes left in this this weekly update our first update of august 2021 (laughs) um i hate i hate that i feel like i feel like you know, always gravitating. I always bring bad news. Well, it's just you know, I mean, I think better safe than sorry. I guess always gravitating to somewhat of a worst case scenario, but also before our broadcast, we were chatting a bit, um, and you also brought up the fact that flu season is coming up too. Um, oh, I wish, I wish we could talk about just not sad sounding things. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, you know, just from your perspective, I mean, how are you all right now thinking about where we are with COVID, along with the fact that yet again flu season is is coming.
1: So I'm a, I'm like a vision, like I always look one to two months early um, or ahead and so always in the back of my mind there's kind of two events about to kind of three events about to happen that we again just want to be making smart choices Um, so one is all three schools in the county are about to go back into in-person which is awesome Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a big event where all of a sudden we have people and a a lot of them are not vaccinated because of the age restriction with getting a vaccine uh, are intermingling their schools are all going to do it as safely as they kind of as they seem as they're kind of interpreting the data Um, so that's a big new mixture of people indoors the second one is the change of weather so as we get into october november we all leave the outside and come indoors we're like florida has all been inside with AC and now they'll move outdoors. So that's where you'll kind of see this shift. Uh, And then number three, we layer on top of it influenza virus. So influenza virus shows up usually sometime around December. It's a seasonal virus that fluctuates. Last year we had an unbelievably mild influenza season because I think we were all being so hygienic and mindful about our actions. Um, So we'll see how it goes because that is what the big change has been. So, hey man, vaccine rates are really high, but why are we seeing these numbers spike? It's that Delta variant and we have relaxed what we're doing, right? So we've gotten not lazy, right? like we, we've been celebrating <laughs> not having to do it. Um, but what we're looking at is each of us probably has to layer on some, um, some, some of these methods to kind of help not get infected, especially again, it's I think a very important thing for us to, protect the vulnerable people in our community and to keep the kids in school for the whole school year this year.
0: There we go. (laughs) Um, Listeners, one more call out. We are going to be closing up here in a little bit, but if you have an aching question for Dr. Sharon Grundy, give us a call nine seven zero seven two eight four three three three. 970-728-4333. And in our final minutes, as always, Dr. Grundy, we will hand you the mic once more for just any closing remarks, final comments you would like to offer.
1: Um, I think just, again, trying to not look at all of this as doom and gloom, like we now know what to do. So, I, and, and try not to also look at it as, I would like it not to be so paternalistic, Like people in fear like, oh, these restrictions are gonna come or whatnot. Again, we all have a collective mindfulness we need to practice. Uh, and that's how we will continue to move forward and through this in a safe fashion. So really trying not to wait till a restriction comes. Like, what are we doing? Like, we all individually know kind of what works. So let's just be smart about it.
0: There we go. We do have a caller on the line, so we will bring them up and, and see what their question is for a final word. Hello, you're live on COTA. What's your question?
2: Yes, I would like to know if the doctor can tell me the ingredients to the, vi- uh, to the vaccine do we have an ingredient list mm-hmm. so
1: I can see what is in it? Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I don't have it memorized, but if you go to, um, so if you go to the FDA or you go to Moderna or Pfizer or J and J's website, uh, you can, you, you kind of Google it and it's the FD. it's their application to the feds. And then there's an ingredient list on the CDC website, um, if you click on all three, there's uh, three kind of columns for Moderna, Pfizer, uh, Johnson, and Johnson, COVID 19 vaccines. You click on that and it gives you the whole breakdown of what's in it. Um, so, like one of the agents is this PEG, um, which is a polyphenol. It's a very simple virus. So, I mean, a very simple vaccine that has uh, um, this little kind of bit of RNA in it, messenger RNA. And then it's got this little lipid coat to it. There's not a lot to it. And that's why it's so vulnerable to temperature, light, etc. And it doesn't last for very long. So I don't have it memorized, but this is totally published and transparent. And so you can kind of look at these different uh, entities that are in there.
0: And it is just before 1 PM. So we will have to wrap up because Dr. Grundy has to do things other than be on our radio show is as sad as we are to admit it um dr grundy thank you as always listeners thank you as always there was a ton of information on the county website san miguel county slash coronavirus um if you have any other questions you can also give the med center a call if you have a medical issue 970-728-3848 and of course you can tune into coto koto news because we have for the last year and a half been covering this pandemic <laughs> and i hope we're not doing it for another year and a half but probably at least for mm-hmm. the near the foreseeable future we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see <laughs> this is K O T O tell you right